Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on v the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort Casino. This show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. We are loaded to the gills today in 45 minutes. Nigel Seeley on the program. Best bets in soccer. Ross Tucker on the show. Mike Palm on the show today. Paul Charchian coming off of uh, one of the best appearances, I think, in the history of this show last week, talking about player props in the NFL. He's going to be on the show later on as well. Paulie, yesterday here on the show, on the air, I asked you, are we going to have a uh, coaching job that is filled by the uh, end of the show today? (laughs) And guess what? We got it. The Dallas Cowboys job has been filled. They're going back to war with Mike McCarthy. Yep. Not even a Cowboy fan. Just bothers me. It's just, uh, you know, Jerry can talk all he wants, but how do you say you're committed to finally winning a Super Bowl and that's all you think about when you do stupid stuff like this? And you come out with the statement after you bring McCarthy back pointing to his regular season success, which means nothing. So, as everyone has tweeted already, Femi, livid, a big Cowboy guy. Femi was on uh, the other day. I, I thought Femi made a great point about the apathy now and why would you even get excited for the upcoming season if you're a Cowboy fan? You know what's going to happen. It's a definition of insanity. And then he's probably got to be, he's got to be the leader to be the first coach fired. You know, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk threw it out there about is Jerry this cheap that just didn't want to give him the buyout because he got a year left on the contract. Guy's got a $200 million boat. Mm, I'm I'm, going to flip it around on Florio then. uh, How about this? You know how some of these teams, it leaks out immediately when they're done talking to a coach? Atlanta, we've known, like, within right. five seconds, Belichick, Harbaugh, yeah. talk yeah. to them. What if the Cowboys actually picked up the phone, made some calls, talked to these, um, you know, candidates that are available, huge names out there in the market, and they got feedback telling them, no. You think, I, really? I don't, I don't want to, I'm not coaching for Jerry Jones, and I don't mm-hmm. want to come there with Dak Prescott. I want to go, and all the pressure in the world's going to be on me. No, thank you. There are other really good jobs out there. I'll pass. Or it could be done, or close to being done. Belichick to Atlanta, Harbaugh to the Chargers, Vrabel to Seattle. That could be. Right. Also, like I, I specifically you know, did this on X Sunday after the game when they got blasted against Green Bay. And first of all, the Packers have not gotten nearly enough credit. That's why I started the show on Monday giving them credit before we got into the McCarthy thing. This week, anywhere. Right? And coaches get a lot of the blame, probably too much of the blame, whenever something goes sideways. And I, on the Twitter poll, I said, who, who do you blame more? 
for the Cowboys, McCarthy or Prescott. And I specifically left off Jerry Jones and Dan Quinn because I I don't want the voting to get skewed and I don't want those two guys to be part of the conversation. More than 2,700 votes, 57% of the people chiming in said they blame Mike McCarthy. If you blame Mike McCarthy more than Dak Prescott for Sunday's loss, I can't help you. That, again, in order, Mike McCarthy is like fourth on the list for what happened on Sunday. He just is. Well, Quinn's ahead of him. Dak, no doubt Dak's ahead now, of him. Now, is Quinn really ahead of him? Yeah, that or, was terrible. Or, was, guys or are... is it possible that the defense gets talked about so much and their ratings are through the roof, the numbers look great, and it's basically only Parsons and Lawrence because they pounded up on piss-poor teams at home the entire year? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to – yeah, I, I understand that. You also have to stop something. If Jones wasn't gashing him on the ground, Dobbs was wide open and Love was picking him apart. It was 27 nothing. I mean, that just can't happen. Well, sometimes the players, uh, the, the players deserve a lot of the blame. They were horrendous uh-huh. in that game. Yeah. Well, the other, th- if you want to, we know who the last twenty nine years are on. I mean, that's a, that's an all time no brainer. Well, it's number I mean, one's Jerry is, Jones, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, it just well, I've had success and made a lot of money with oil. Therefore, I'm an NFL expert, and I can get rid of Jimmy Johnson and I'll call the shots, and it'll work out. Twenty nine years without making an NFC title game. Br- Brady won more playoff games in Tampa than than Dallas has won in the last twenty seven years. It's a joke. I mean, I, I thought Femi nailed it Tuesday, just saying, what, what, how do you get excited for next year? Who's going to games? Send a message to Jerry and send a message with your wallet that I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And I'm 15 years now, it's going to be at least 15 years of Garrett McCarthy. Right. So uh, is Jerry Jones going to live till he's 105? And are we going to hear this when he's 93 years old? Well, guys, you know, uh, I know. Uh, I'm 93 years old. I'd like to win another playoff game before I'm dead. But, you know, what am I going to do about it? You know, it's just it's the same thing year after year after year. And is That's it, why I thought it would happen. You're in your, you're in your young, early 80s. I know. He, but it's, 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 it's like a conflict of interest here because he said the same thing with Garrett, and Garrett stayed there with it for a decade. That's right. And Garrett was awful. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's just it's a total guessing game. And here's the thing. Like, I do think McCarthy, personally, I think McCarthy got way too much blame for what happened on Sunday, as I just said. But overall, in totality, we all if you don't know this by now, then you have, he's not a good football coach. Right? He never should have been picked as the guy never to take over got for Jason Garrett. Absolutely. Never should have got the job. No doubt about it. And this is, how about, in it, we, t- we mentioned this on Monday as well. Here was the press conference after he said, well, I told Jerry Jones I've been watching film in the barn and studying analytics, and I watched every play from the entire season, and he was asked about it when he was introduced. <laughs> Here's the question at the press conference when Jerry introduced him. You said you analyzed every play or watched every play of the entire 2019 season. What is it that you learned from that experience that you think will benefit you most here? Well, I mean, I, I need to confess. I mean, I told Jerry I watched every play of the 2019 season, but I wanted the job. So... <laughs> I, I, I have I, I haven't watched every play of the season, but it, it was just uh, I mean you do what you got to do, right? Oh my God! That, that's how, and they sitting right next to him. Totally duped him. That's that's how the press conference starts. That's Ed Warder, by the way, with the question. I mean, that is just What's, unbelievable. I, I, I'd be so pissed if I'm Jerry. And he brings him back, of course. Sure. Yeah. So can I ask you, what's the difference between what he said there at that press conference and a coach lying on his resume? Which has gotten guys canned before before they... O'Leary, yeah. O'Leary, That's accepted right. the job. No, nope. yeah, hold on point. a second. Are we finding, found a glitch in your, your line, pal. Yeah. I mean, it's, to me, it's kind of the same thing. If it was a big reason he got the job, sure. And he made the whole thing up. I wanted the job. Yeah, I made it been up. I've been in the barn this whole off season, man. We looked at every play, analytics. I'm going to accept everything now. Oh, man. That takes onions to say it right in front of your boss. No too. kidding. I mean, there's no, no one would ever find out. The only person that would know the truth is you and your wife. And he puts it on Front Street there, yeah. too. But uh, it's also rich and just typical Jerry Jones that you point to the regular season success and leave out, oh, he only has one playoff win. Okay, well, but that, that's been the organization for 29 years, though. So Dak also came out and said he's the reason why I took the leap this year in the regular season. And so when Jerry Jones hears that, he's going to be like, well, Dak, Dak likes him. Well, he's, I know, but he's part of the problem, too. Of course. And now you're going to pay yes. this guy. You can't pay this guy all this money. What's, what's he want? He hasn't won a damn thing either. I mean, it was, it was set up beautifully for you. I mean, Philly was a fraud. All you had to do was win two home games. You were in the NFC title game. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. And uh, by the way, Michael Lombardi, longtime executive in the NFL, longtime VEASAN host now as well, comes on this show every single Monday. He wrote a story. It's up on vcin.com about great quarterback play getting in this round. But in this, he also he called like the Packers and the Texans the two most dangerous teams in the playoffs at this point. And he was breaking down what happened in the Packers-Cowboys game. And Lombardi would know this, right? Brett Musburger used to tell us this. Like 90% of coaches know the point spread. In his story, um, Lombardi says that coaches, some coaches will absolutely peak at the point spread. And he said, did that happen with um, Mike McCarthy and the Packers? Potentially. And they saw that they were huge favorites against Green Bay. And they took them lightly. And if so, then, I mean, then clearly that would be a huge problem for McCarthy. And to transition into like this weekend's game, he said, trust me on this. Kyle Shanahan probably knows the point spread. He's not going to take Green Bay lightly. Like that's the difference again, right? If he's right with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Already happened to San Francisco. Baltimore uh, talked about it all week. Sure. How are we getting this many points when we think we're the best team? Could be an angle there, too. Harbaugh can play the same thing. Texans can play the no-respect card. Wait a second. We won the division? We just beat Cleveland by 30? We're a a nine-and-a-half-point dog? Yeah, he might be onto something there. Something's going to come out probably in the next couple of days, hopefully by end of day tomorrow. Somebody there in Dallas will know the full story. Did Jerry... Not pick up the phone. Did he, ha- did he have zero interest in talking to any coach? Was that a possibility? Was he like really dead set on bringing Mike that. McCarthy back? I lean that side. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I was stunned when, it, when Schefter broke the news. I just like, I, are you kidding? This was such a slam dunk with all the guys that are out there. Uh-huh. And I'm also frustrated because, yes, it's, this is the best sport. Everyone loves it. We'll get to the ratings and, and what happened over the weekend. But the league is better and more interesting when Dallas and the Raiders are good. Yeah. And the big boys and the, and the Cowboys have just been a – a train wreck here for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's but, just, how do you not make this move? <laughs> You're in your early 80s. You haven't won a damn thing in 29 years. Belichick, Vrabel, and, uh, and Harbaugh are out there. And, and you punt again. And breast assured he'll probably be gone by week eight of next year. I think it's so much juicier, though. If you said what you said is correct or what I brought up could be correct, either he's too cheap for the buyout or, yeah, they talk to every other coach and they're like, Nah, we're going to pass. Yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, if Dan Graziano nails this, and maybe you might have something there, that these three of these are already decided, but the big three, then then maybe just he did pick up the phone and it's like, nah, can't do it. I'm already locked into Atlanta or, or the Chargers or I'm going to Seattle. What's the timeline with Vrabel in Seattle? Uh, Carroll, after Vrabel was let go, Carroll was gone the next day. Dan Graziano, ESPN. Hunch and sources, Vrabel to Seattle. That's his prediction. I was reading uh, this week as well, strong connection there between Vrabel and the Seahawks GM. Okay. So you have that. So that that would be the threesome then, huh? Vrabel to the Seahawks, he brought the, Belichick to the Falcons, and then Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yes. The Belichick to the Falcons thing still seems so weird to me. Like, of all teams, Atlanta, to end his career. Isn't that odd? Well, I'd rather go there than Washington, though. Well, no, I know Wouldn't that, you, but, but I mean... Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what Harbaugh might change his mind. You know who really screwed know. this up? Chicago. Yes, they did. Big time. Yep. All right, let's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Up next, Paul called it one of the worst beats he's ever seen. I don't even know what he's talking about. I'll find out. You'll find out coming up next here on Visa. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh, 
OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, the Cavs, plus three and a half, went off a two-point favorite on ESPN against Milwaukee. No freak. They won by 40, and the game was over early. Oh, wow. Don't so, look now. They're only a couple games back in the division. Is, Milwaukee down Sorry, Milwaukee uh, down to eight to one to win it now. Does freak mean, not, not 30 points, obviously, but how much does he really mean to the points? Break? I, that was bad. I was on I Twitter, by the way, when that broke. This is how fast you got to be. I immediately went to grab Cavs. Plus three and a half. Right. I mean, it was. So, okay. I, I I had it locked in on one app. First one I saw. Tried to bet it. No, taken off. And it was down everywhere. I still fired on the Cavs minus one. Had to do it. Yes. Good job. Easy, easy cash. Eight dollars now. Uh, minus eight dollars. Yeah. Milwaukee to win the division. NBA teams nine and one straight up in ATS last night. Hawks Magic under two thirty six and a half down to two twenty eight. Furman from 16 up to 20. They opened 15 at one spot. They beat VMI by 40. IUPUI, 12 to 1 on the money line. They beat Fort Wayne. They were 17-point dogs. Fort Wayne was off to a great start. They've lost five in a row now. And Central Florida, plus 320. They beat Texas and then did horns down after. We almost had a riot. But Texas doesn't like that when you do that to them. But a nice win for Central Florida and a tough go of it for Texas. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos? How about the dog saying, I'll try to help out with the dishes. Look at the size of this big fella oh. coming in, standing up and he's helping licking, licking the dishes in there. He's got his whole face in the sink. I mean, he's how big is this guy? Number one, he's got to he's, he's bigger than me if he, when he's standing up and two, he's got to go about 250. Oh, big dog. I think he could play tight end. Yeah. Is he good? That's Gronk. Might be able to dunk a basketball. Yeah. Got his whole face in the sink. Licking some of the dishes and helping out. Give me that grease. Right. <laughs> that is awesome. We love French Bulldogs. Most popular dog right now. Here's, hey, what do you do when I go to work? Let's check out. Zoomies. Nothing but Zoomies. Running on the bed, playing with his brother. Going back and forth on the couch. Like he's running a relay race, too. Right here, the middle one's the best. Back and forth, back and forth. All zoomies with the French Bulldog. That's what he's up to, right? That is excellent. We mentioned this earlier. Again, the NFL is king. Super wild card viewership. Now, keep in mind, every game but one was a blowout. Keep That's that in right. mind. Packers, Cowboys, 40 million. Lions, Rams, 36 million. Bills, Steelers. Look what that got. 31 million on a Monday. Yes, it was a holiday, but still a Monday afternoon. Texans always with the early game on Saturday. And then Tampa and the Eagles and then the game on Peacock, which still the game on Peacock did a fantastic number with 23 million. That is wild. Couple lose some. The Atlanta Hawks, they won, but they didn't cover. 10 and 30 ATS now. The worst record in the last 30 years through 40 games. 
Houston and the Knicks over 220 up to 224 no good and Arizona from 16 up to 20 they beat USC by 15 one lose some you sent this in now look at this you got the seal laying down on the little on the ice patch and here comes the penguin whoop turn right around it's like a cartoon the penguin comes out of the water onto the little iceberg onto the the stretch of uh snow and ice the seal's just chilling and then he realizes oh boy i, I don't want to be a, a snack here or i could be a, a, in trouble and he immediately does a u-turn and goes right back into the water it took him less than a second to realize yes, i'm in some danger here yeah that was great all right now one of the all-time worst beats in six years doing this show i missed this because it was going on while the nfl playoffs were going on it was saturday night good tip of the cap to uh Stanford Steve and Van Pelt. Bryant, New Hampshire, over 163 and a half. It was 163 with 354 left. Nothing the rest of the way. That's pretty bad. Three minutes we and got, 54. We got emails on that, actually. I missed it. Three minutes and 54 seconds. Nothing. A foul, a free throw, something, garbage time. Okay, I'll let you lay it in. But <laughs> how can that happen? That's impossible. Four minutes of action. That's, that's the under four media timeout. Yes. So you go and talk exactly about the game right. plan down the stretch here. Hey, let's draw up a play. And you have four minutes. Uh, wow. Yep. And oh, by the way, yes, people bet Bryant and New Hampshire overs. They'll bet anything on the board. You haven't already checked out the new vcin.com. We have a new fresh look, enhanced navigation, and a mobile first focus. The site's pages have been built to load quickly. We've also expanded our educational content and strategy sections for new and experienced bettors. Check out the new vcin.com today. Any questions about the sunsetting of the vcin app? Any questions you have? vcin.com slash FAQ. vcin.com slash FAQ. Get up there. Bill Lady's been all over it the last couple days. Good luck. I know this was taken off on social media yesterday. Humans was chiming in. I mean, but Humans is the guy who started all this 10 years ago with uh, fast food rankings, but uh, one, per- one person threw out there the best fast food burger. I, th- I, had, uh, I had five guys for the first time three weeks ago. That is a monster. Oh, it's huge. Oh, as that big portion. Plus, they do not screw you out of fries. Oh, good call. They, they, give, load, they give you a whole bag. Oh, they give you a family size. Yes, they do. Order of fries. Pleasantly surprised. I still have Shake Shack 1. Five guys was fantastic. I like In-N-Out. I think it's a tad overrated, though. Humans went with Culver's... Uh, what butter burger? I've I've only had it once with you and Lou when we were in Arizona for the Super Bowl. I have to have it more because I, right, I get I've only more. had it a few times. I always get the fish and or the chicken at Culver's every single time because it's so good. Yep. But the butter burger there is also I I I'm we are totally in lockstep here. Shake Shack is the best burger in the market. I'm with you, I love it. Yep. We haven't had Water Burger. We don't have one. I haven't had it before, and uh, we do. I, I a lot of people. A couple of people said, uh, "What about Fat Burger?" Fat Burger's popular as well. But once you get past Whataburger, then it's, you know, forget about it. Wendy's, Sonic, McDonald's, BK, White Castle. It's... Wouldn't you have McDonald's over Wendy's still? Yes, I would. For the burger? Yeah, Wendy's Tic Tac. Very yeah. small. Uh, I went to Whataburger. Again, very small sample size. First and only time I've been there last summer. It was in Austin. And when I tell you that the highlight was the chicken sandwich, that'll tell you about the burger that I had. Again, only one time. I'd have to give it another run. Now, I did read a lot of the comments here, and I had to tap out after like 30 of them. I am not going to stand for this in and out mud slinging. And we get it every single time. You said slightly overrated. That's fine. But for the people yeah. to just dump all over in and out every single time this is brought up, it's the yeah, in and yeah. out is so consistent every single time. What you, exp- what you see is what you get with in and out. And it's a good burger. Oh. Is it the runaway favorite? No, it probably shouldn't be. I have it number two on my list behind Shake Shack. It's still super solid every time you go. And oh, by the way, the no, you're work, right. at, it doesn't matter what in and out you go to. The employees there, it's like an A-plus every single time. If you go in, if you go through the drive-thru, it's a machine in and out. It's a tough call. I mean, it's like, who's your favorite band or one of the best bands of all time? You know, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, you know, Rolling Stones. What are you, there's not, no wrong answer. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's tough, though. I mean, you're talking about the Mount Rushmore here. I don't think enough people have had Shake Shack. I, I would agree my with opinion, that. And that's certain, but certainly I, I don't was, think enough people have had Culver's. I think you're, yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Not even, as I, I haven't even had Whataburger yet. So waiting for him to come out here. I will say, looking at that photo of the uh, double cheeseburger, when does the show get over with? Mm-hmm. I, could go, I could whack that down at 7.30 and not even think about it twice. God, does that look good? 
Don't you just have that craving for an awesome like cheeseburger or double cheeseburger every time you see it? We did that uh, a while back. We rated our top five foods that we can't resist. Like this, I had like sliders on my list. Just because those are more like readily available than people whip like a huge Whopper at their yeah, house. Yeah, hey. right, right, right. But that thing, oh my God. Excellent. Phenomenal. Good job. Thanks, guys. Yep. Also, trade in the NBA yesterday. How about that? Siakam goes from Toronto to Indiana. Now, what did this mean in terms of the future board uh, with the odds? It did. DraftKings, first of all, they were offering 120 to 1 on the Pacers before the trade, which I believe was, if not the highest number available then in the mix. They dropped it on to 70 to 1 after the trade was made. What do you think? I like the trade. They gave up too much. I like the player. They gave up too much. Yeah, they gave up quite a bit for him. I mean, that's what... I believe Brad Stevens got Porzingis and Holiday for two picks, number one. I think it was, yeah. And so they gave up three number ones and Brown to get Siakam, and then they got to pay him big time money. And that's the key part of this, right? Yes. So people are going to, I know Tom Habistro wrote a column yesterday saying that all first round picks aren't the same. I get that. Right. But if you're going to give up three first round picks, I mean, you have to already, like, the, the deal already has to be made pretty much, right? Like, hey, Pat. We're going to trade for you, but also we're going to sign you at the end. And now with these Supermax deals and how much money you're going to have to offer the guy? He averages 22, 6, and 5 a game. You want to know what he makes this year? You probably, 40, 40 million. Yeah, right. And that's only going to go up. I know Bob Volgaris, the best NBA better of all time, who's out of the racket now, owns a soccer team and had a job with the Mavs. He, he hated the deal. Did he? They gave up way, way too, much. too much. And you got to yeah. pay him. Yeah. Yeah, the, the pay part is really what got me the most, more than anything else. Now, I think the Pacers can be really good and a threat in the Eastern Conference, but up next here, follow the money, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll go over some props for the divisional round. Each prop has gone over more often than not, going back many, many years. I'll explain that coming up next. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN daily newsletter. Today, the good breakdown on the Texans and Ravens game. Expert analysis, latest odds delivered straight to your inbox. Absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. All right, some props to hit here. Um, First of all, two fun ones to really look at in the division around every single year are the most points scored by any team, which is up at DraftKings at 37.5. More on that coming up in a minute. We're still looking for the largest margin of victory this round only. If you've seen it, you can uh, tweet it at us, please. We would appreciate that. At VSIN Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard. During the break, we were kicking this around. Our guess is probably 20.5. Yeah. For all four games, largest margin of victory would be about 20.5. So I went back to 1990. And I think this will also tell you, give you a glimpse of when both teams had a bye for so many years, the top two seeds, the following round is when you would get a lot of blowouts. But if it's 20 and a half for the largest margin of victory, we had a 31-point game in this round last year. We had, you have to go back to actually 2018 then for the last game, that was 21 points or more. In between, it was 6, 14, 20, and 18, largest margin of victory. Then you had to go all the way back to 2014. So a lot of times it would go under 20 and a half in recent years. How times have changed here, from 1990 to 2003, the largest margin of victory, if it was 20 and a half, would go over consistently almost every single year. In 1990, largest margin was 28. In 91, you had four blowouts, basically. You had a 28, 18, and two 10-point margin of victories. In 92, you had a 32, a 23, and a 17. In 93, you had a 31, a 24, and a 21 margin of victory. In 94, you had a team win by 41 points. In 95, you had teams win by 29, 26, and 20. In 96, you had two teams win by 19 all the way through 2003, it was 25, 35, 55, oh. 27, 28, and 25 points for the largest margin of victory. Blowouts every year consistently for 14, 15 years. We both used to work with Dave Koken, who's been in this racket for 40 years. And Dave said it was an ATM machine. 
just bet the one or two seed off the buy, and it was they were stealing money. Right, and look at this. And I mean, there, there it is. Line here. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that is completely flipped now in more recent years, like I talked about. If it's 20 and a half, uh, it's probably a stay away from me, honestly. If it's lower than that, I'd maybe look at the over, but 20 and a half is probably the right number. Also, when you look at, this is up again at DraftKings, Paulie. Most points scored by any team, 37 and a half this weekend. If you go back to 1990, the over 37 and a half has cashed 23 times. And oh, by the way, one year did not happen, 2017. Three teams scored 34 plus points in the same weekend. So typically, you have a team for going on more than three decades now, go nuts and score either 38 points higher, a lot of times in the 40s, maybe in the 50s this weekend. Totally out of control. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yep. Now, you're, you've been, and this goes back to yesterday's show, in pocket when you gave out our plays, you really like Stroud and love to not throw INTs this weekend, but the numbers are moving against you? It's keep, yeah, it keeps going up. And then we looked, I went on the VEASAN.com prop analyzer and, and ran some numbers, and it's just so easy to use. The thing's awesome. If you bet the no on C.J. Stroud this year, you're 13-3 and three and you're up almost 10 units. The yes is now a dollar sixty-five. Love is a dollar eighty. He's thrown one pick in the last nine games. Yes, Stroud, Stroud minus one sixty-five. Yes, Love minus one eighty. Josh Allen is a dollar twenty to throw an interception. If you bet the yes, you're fourteen and four on the season. Now I noticed that yesterday. What? I bet him to throw an INT. The number I found was a dollar nine. This thing again. Have as many outs as possible. Shop around. Josh Allen to throw an INT was as low as minus 105, as high as minus 130 yesterday. And now it's moving up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. It's 14-4 and four to the over this year. I went back and looked, and only his games against Kansas City in recent years. Um, this year, the Bills won 20-17. to 17. He did throw an INT. Last year, he did not. The Bills won 24-20. In 2021, they played twice. In that playoff game, maybe the best playoff game of all time, when they lost in, in overtime, he did not. He also did not throw an INT that year in the regular season when the Bills beat the Chiefs 38-20. In 2020, they played the Chiefs twice. He threw an INT in each game. And he had, I mean, this is who he is at this point, right? Again, we talk about this every time with the Bills game. Yep. Um, he's going to make a lot of really good plays and stuff that you're like, oh, geez, how do you stop that guy? But he'll have three or four throws in a game. You're like, ah, what are yep. you doing, man? I like the no on Mahomes, too, which is ten. Baker, yes, minus 160. Goff, yes, minus 140. Oh, Goff's going to be under a lot of duress in this game. In theory, right? Because mm-hmm. Todd Bowles, that is what he is. Again, He we saw it on Monday night. Yep. He loves bringing right. pressure. Yep. But it's 40% of the time on uh, draft uh, dropbacks this year. Yeah. So they're going to dial it up, and we'll see if... Uh, Goff can have a big game and take advantage of it. I know Baker had a great line yesterday about it. I talked to him because he was on the team, so he still has a lot of friends on the Rams. He goes, I talked to a lot of the guys. They said, you won't believe the atmosphere and how loud it was, so we have to be ready for it. And that is just going to be nuts for that early game on Sunday. Now, his passing prop, Baker's, is 254.5. Against this defense, by the way, a defense does, does not allow running backs to do much on the ground at all. They have not all year long. How about that? Not one Running back has rushed for 70 yards against Detroit this year. Not one. That's strong. And people, everyone loves White under 54 and a half. That is strong. That would make some sense. Another one, again, I throw out what happened in October when it was 20 to 6. Completely throw it out. So do I. Detroit's been off. Can you believe the Aaron Glenn hype to get some of these jobs? Um, who do, other than Hutchinson, who, who can stop you on that defense and you're concerned about? Right. They've been right. terrible. Nick Mullins twice ate him alive. Stafford ate him alive. So that is the way to attack this Detroit defense. Is through the, through the air. It's happening nearly every single game, quarterback after quarterback. They had absolutely no solution for uh, Matthew Stafford and his weapons last week. Now, Stafford clearly is a step above, or how many ever steps you want to call him, above Baker Mayfield. But Mayfield had a nice year this year, and he played very well and threw for 330-plus against Philadelphia. So I, just, I think there's going to be an angle here where, and they, by the way, going back to the beginning of the season, I know our buddy Adam Chernoff had a major problem with the uh, uh, the play caller in Tampa Bay and how they were running so many mm-hmm. uh, plays on the ground in early down situations. That has flipped 
and they yes. are passing more, and they're being more more aggressive now. And you do not want to be in third and long against the Lions and Hutchinson when they are just going to bring the heat against Mayfield. You're going to want to be third and short if you can. So you would anticipate that this has been a trend now with the Buccaneers throwing the ball, ball now on early downs more often. I think that should continue, and it probably will continue here. Oh, yeah. And Paul Charchian, who had all-time great appearance last week, he'll be involved with this Baker prop too. But that's yeah. you, you have the blowout scenario, or if they're falling behind, where you have to throw, throw. And plus, it's been a pass-happy offense. And uh, he, was, he was sensational Monday night. Now, this number, you bet Buccaneers plus six. Yeah, I know. That number is going against you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I doubt it's going to touch seven. If it does, it'll last there for five seconds. Yep. Also a mini hedge, though, too. But I, I still think that's – Detroit, can't, to me, can't be laying this with this defense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Can't be doing it. And, and then uh, we'll get to this later coming up, though, but I did reach out to our guys down the street. If it's Detroit at San Francisco, they make the Niners seven and a half. Man. What do you think? And they're nine and a half against Green Bay. Only a two-point separation between. That's what they make it. If Detroit plays Green Bay for the NFC title game, it's Detroit two and a half. Oh, at home? Yeah. Whoa! Wow, you saw what happened Thanksgiving. Well, don't don't. What's the problem? You got look what look at the run that Love and Green Bay. I know. Look what happened Week Four. Because I know you were surprised at what the potential Houston, Buffalo, Houston, Kansas City line would be. Well, you have to remember, Green Bay and Houston will be coming off an unbelievable win. So you'd have to adjust the power rating. Houston and Green Bay would be winning, beating the number one seed on the road as a double-digit dog. Oh, man, I would have to bet D- Detroit at anything other under th- three. You're telling me that on a neutral, they're a pick em? And wh- wh- what's that Detroit home field going to be worth? Yeah. I mean, you saw what it was like. They didn't cover against the Rams. Could have lost the game. Those fans are going to be out of their minds. And remember the Thursday night game. When LaFleur almost cried. That, that was I'm week like, four. I, I know. that was Game was over with that halftime. It was a joke. I know. Anyway, yeah, you're right. He was, uh, yeah. he was, I thought he was crying at halftime. He was super emotional. Could barely get his words out of, the, out of his uh-huh. mouth. And uh, he said it at the time. Like, this is awful. This is pathetic. What's happening? We got we to figure out a way to change it. Now, I did on Thanksgiving Day, like you said. but Yeah. I'm blown away by this. I mean, I, who's play? Stroud and Love have been unbelievable. Stroud now at DraftKings. Stroud to throw an interception. The, the no is plus 130 on Stroud, and the no on Love is plus 140. I don't get it. Mm. You're 13-3 and three to the no on Stroud this year, and Love's thrown one in the last nine games. I think the thought is going to be game flow. Niners get out to a lead. That means that Love's going to be throwing the ball a lot. He'll face some pressure, and some anything could happen at that point. The ball's getting tipped in the air, forcing passes, all that stuff. Nigel Seeley joins the program coming up next. We'll get his best bets in soccer here on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting part of the NFL playoffs. Get the same game parlay. And $5 on any game, $200 instantly in bonus bets for the new customers. Download the app, use code VEGAS. More props coming up. We told you about everything with the interceptions, yes, no. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Time for Nigel Seeley at Seeley underscore Nigel on X. Always great on tennis and soccer. And he joins us now to go over a couple of matches in the Premier League with some picks. How you been, sir? I'm very well, guys. How are you? Very, very cold. It's very cold. I'm, I'm in London at the moment. I've come out of my office and I've come up to London. I don't usually like getting on public transport and going on trains. I don't like... I, I've come to... As I get older, I realise I don't like people. I don't <laughs> like mixing with people. I don't like mixing with people. Uh -huh. Getting on a train with people and then walking the streets with people. Just don't like it. I'd rather be at home. But I'm, I'm up in London. I'm freezing cold. And I've uh, I've taken my gloves off to ha pick my, my cell phone up to talk to you guys. So... Uh, yeah, apart from that, I'm, I'm very well. All right, appreciate it. Uh, let's start. With, so it's a funky schedule again. Where we only have a couple matches. Let's start Saturday with a total with Brentford and Nottingham Forest. What do you want to do? I quite like this five-week uh, schedule. I quite like it. One week off, one week on. Because I think you can, if you're a handicapper, you can spend more time concentrating on the five matches and try to look for value. Last weekend was one of my better weekends of the season. So... Uh, the only justification I can give it to you is because there's lesser games and I can sort of concentrate more on the game. So I quite I quite like that. Um, Brentford v Nottingham Forest, where do I start here? Both of these two sides are involved in a big relegation battle at the bottom of the Premier League. We, we're looking at teams like Burnley, we're looking at teams like Luton, we're looking at teams like Sheffield United. But the loser of this match is in, is in serious trouble. The winner gives themselves a little bit of breathing space. And years gone by, if you looked at matches in the Premier League, you looked at teams at the bottom, you would usually expect them to be quite cagey, nervy sort of affairs. Nothing really, you know, neither side wants to lose. But the other, either, both sides are quite scared to win. This season, it's been completely different to that. Both teams, teams at the bottom of the table were playing each other, have gone for it. There's been a couple of 2-2 draws, the 3-2 wins. Teams have really, really, really gone out and tried to get three points rather than settle for one. And I think that's the kind of game we're going to see here. If you look at the Premier League this season, there is no team that's cashed you more money by betting over two and a half than Brentford. Mm. Even even Brighton. Now, Brighton might have cashed more times than Brentford, but on the price you're getting for... Uh, sorry, Brighton might have cashed more times than Brentford, but on the, the odds you're getting for Brentford, Brentford have been the most profitable side over two and a half. And that is, in, that is, that is uh, represented in this match here. I mean, over two and a half goals is minus 118. Now, in Brighton games, over two and a half goals is going off at minus 275, minus 250. Brentford are going under the radar what they're doing here. The thing is I would say about this match, though, is Brentford have a huge amount of injuries. They've got lots of players out, but they have a big positive, and they welcome back their, their main player, Ivan Tony, who's been banned since uh, the new year. He's coming back. He's, he's been barred for the whole of this season. Brentford are missing this season because he had a he had a betting offence. He, bet, he, he played some placed some bets and was out, and he was suspended by the the football association, the Premier League, and um, now he's back. So that is a massive, massive positive for Brentford. But they are missing some key players. There's been some money for Brentford because of their, their, this Ivan Tony coming back. But eight of Brentford's matches this season at home have cashed on over two and a half goals. And if you look at uh, Nottingham Forest under their new manager, he's been charged for six matches 
five of his six, six matches in charge, he's been much more adventurous, have cashed over two and a half goals. So I think this is a really, really big match that no one can afford to lose. A draw is not good enough. They've got to win it. And I think over two and a half goals at minus 118 is an absolute fantastic bet. Okay. How about Sunday? Side or total? Sheffield United against West Ham. Well, this is an interesting one for me. I mean, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I think I I quite like Chiffers United on the money line at plus 250 here. Um, You can get plus 270 around. And the reason why I think this is a bet is because because the weather conditions. I mean, it's absolutely freezing here. And there's a lot of rain expected as well. So ice, windy. And West Ham... Look, to me, they're a little bit of a powder puff side. They, they, they don't like being roughed up. In midweek, they went and played in the FA Cup at Bristol City, and they lost 1-0. And Bristol City, absolutely, from the championship, Bristol City roughed them up. They got it in their face, and they didn't like it, West Ham, at all. Sheffield United, Sheffield is called the Steel City in England. It's like a renowned for being a, a tough working place where people used to manufacture steel. It was, it was called the Steel City. And Sheffield is a, a, a tough people. In these conditions, I, I quite I quite like uh, Sheffield United to get something from this match. West Ham have a lot of injuries. They have um, two of their strikers missing. They have a major doubt for their top goal scorer, Jared Bowen, who is an England player, who is their best player. He's a major doubt for this match. He's about 20% chance of playing. They also have some key players at the African Cup of Nations. So they're going into this match with six players from their roster who will not be playing in this match. Good players as well, like first team 11 players. And for Sheffield United, it's do or die. They've got to win it. They've got to win this match or basically they're doomed. If they win this match, they've got probably two more matches after this. And I think one of them is, I, can't, I haven't got the in front of me, but one of them is, I think is a winnable home match. And I think with the conditions and what I saw from West Ham, West Ham won't fancy this. They will not fancy this in this kind of weather. And they, well, they go in there with probably six of their first 11 not playing. And to take those six players out of that side and to get almost 270 on Sheffield United on the money line, I think it's too big. I also think if, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to go in on the big price 270, you can bet them plus a quarter of a goal, plus a half a goal, and you get the draw on your side as well. But I do think the market is reflecting the league table rather than the team news. And the team news is a big negative for West Ham. Okay. Follow the money, Polly and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Nigel Seeley, our guest at Seeley underscore Nigel and a Visa contributor. Bob up Monday, Brighton and the Wolves. Total of two and a half. Well, this, this, this is, a, I mean, I'm actually going to bet over three goals here rather than two and a half and get more juice. I think over two and a half is plus 105. I mean, Brighton were just the, the goal kings in every single mm-hmm. one of their matches earlier in the season. Every match Brighton played was over two and a half goals. Um, Brighton, in recent weeks, have actually gone to more of an under team. They've gone a little bit more careful. But in their last match, they sort of reverted back to the norm with a 4-2 win against Tottenham, which was a sensational game. Brighton haven't played for 16 days. They've had a big rest. Um, they're going to be fresh for this match. Wolves played in midweek in the FA Cup. They won 3-2 uh, to set up a massive match uh, next week against one of their local rivals in the Cup. So Wolves may have one eye on that. I think Brighton will probably win this, but I do think there's goals. If you look at Wolves' matches this season... 24 matches they've played this season and Wolves have scored in 22 of them. Um, the, one, the, fir- the first day of the season, they lost 1-0 against Manchester United. They created so many chances and couldn't score. But after that one game, they scored in almost every single one of their matches. So you would expect Wolves to score. Two managers who like to play football in the right way. Brighton can see goals. I think this is going to be a real high-scoring match. Uh, I would edge towards Brighton on the money line, but I think goals are definitely going to be on the menu. So instead of two and a half, Mm-hmm. The extra juice, we're going to go over three. Okay. Nigel, here's what I did as you were talking. I put in a three-team round robin. Good idea, yes or no? Yeah, of course, definitely. Okay. All right, good enough for me. There you go. You said watch out early on for yeah. Wrexham, Ryan Reynolds, right? You said they would struggle early. They had a bullseye and a target on their back. Well, look at this now. That happened. But now they're playing great soccer. They're two points back of uh, Stockport. Uh, with League Two, and now they're taking on Newport County on the road. What do you think of Wrexham Saturday? Well, I, I, yeah, the reason I said them at the beginning, I, I, had, I, I always thought they had the best squad in the division, they had the best money, they had the owner who could spend the more money, had the biggest story in the division, but I thought that would really upset a lot of teams in League Two, which it did. Um, they also didn't have their striker, Paul Mulling, available for, for about, I think, six years. He had a fractured rib, but now he's back. He's changed the whole team. I think they'll go on to win the division. I think Wrexham will win the division. I think they'll close down Stockport. 
I think they've got the money, they've got the players, and they've got the squad to go deep. I think they'll win in the division. And I think this match here is a local, this is a derby. Both of these two teams are Welsh. Obviously, Wrexham are Welsh. Newport are in Wales as well. So it's a real local derby. But Wrexham couldn't have hoped for anything better. Newport played in midweek in the FA Cup, and they won their match, which means that Newport, a little tiny team in League Two, will play in the next round. Next Saturday, they'll be at home to Manchester United in the FA Cup. Now, that is the biggest match in Newport's history. It's the biggest match of the team's history. It's the biggest match of the manager's history. It's the biggest match of the players' history. So they play Manchester United in the FA Cup. This week, they have Newt, they have Wrexham. Wrexham also have an FA Cup game, but their FA Cup game is against the Champions side in Blackburn. I believe that Newport will have one eye on next week in the FA Cup. And if you're a player going for a 50-50 challenge against Wrexham, I think you want to save yourself and give yourself a chance. In front of the nation, live TV match next week, at home to Manchester United, stuff that dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. And I think Newport will save himself for next week against Manchester United than rather go all in against Wrexham on Saturday. All right, mate. Excellent Thank analysis you. as always. Best of luck this weekend, okay? Take care, guys. Have a good one. There Thank you go. You. Follow him on X at Sealy underscore Nigel, premiersportsplays.com as well. Um, so he's expecting goals now. That's um, a little abnormal for Nigel, again, but that's been different for him this year. Let's follow the money on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. We tried to rank the remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs yesterday. We'll do the same exercise with coaches up next here on VEASAN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.